Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to have a... It'd be nice to have a conversation, but since this is a podcast and it's just myself... I wanted to talk to my male listeners, people around my age, just because I think I can relate really, like, strongly with where you are in your lives, and you've, you've lived like a full life. So for me, for example, I, I'm not gonna speak from my experience, but hopefully some of this stuff like resonates and you guys feel the same way. I know a lot of times like we feel alone and like we're failing and I think uh, it's easy to feel that way. It's easy to buy into um, caring a lot about what other people think. I know I lived in a life where I had to live up to others' expectations of myself. And I felt like I didn't have a choice. I felt like I had to do it or I was going to lose I was going to lose everything. Like everything that mattered to me, I was going to lose. And so I had to keep up like a facade in order to keep a life that I thought was what I wanted and so I like almost every aspect of my life was was because of other people I've talked about this a lot but I basically decided after high school like I was gonna commit to something that was bigger than what I was actually able to commit to um just that picking a religion and basically being a part of that in a way where it dictates almost all your decision making like i think when you're 18 years old you don't realize how huge of a thing is that you're signing up for like when you decide to go on a mission i don't think i understood the guilt the responsibility, the example that was put on me that I was supposed to be for siblings and people around me. And so I just, I felt like deciding to go on a mission and committing to the Mormon church just kind of hooked me, like anchored me. You ever seen the movie Saw? There's this one scene where the guy, so they always wake up. They get, like, kidnapped and wake up, and they have to, like, escape this torture trap. And they have, like, usually a time limit. And this guy's got a bunch of, uh, like, rings stuck through his, like, Achilles tendon, his, like, triceps, his jaw. And this thing starts to click until, like, his bones will snap. And the only way to free himself is to rip his own flesh. It's kind of like super demented these movies and this isn't like as severe as that but I felt like 
little by little, like I had one more ring in me, one more ring in me, one more ring in me until it was like, just I'll just die. Like, I'd rather die. I'd rather die than try to escape this because that's too painful. It's like what I would relate it to is I got to break so many people's hearts, break my own. Like, that's why for me to do a hundred mile race, it was like nothing. It was really hard, but compared to the emotional pain that I've experienced in my life, it doesn't even compare. And I think guys are not given enough credit for the sacrifice. Sometimes that guys make, I feel like women are more, women are different. Women are more family oriented, like a lot, a lot of women. I'm not speaking for all women, but I just feel like there's differences, let's just say differences in human beings. And some people could commit to an idea of being together forever at like a young age. And I think women, for whatever reason, have an easier time fully committing than men. But I think men, in a lot of cases, sacrifice a lot of who they are for their relationship and for things that's for things that matter to your partner. So you would give up like certain freedoms to make your partner happy. Even though let's say that your number one favorite thing in life is music. Playing music at bars, maybe you played bars or maybe your favorite thing ever is playing chess or getting together and doing like those escape rooms with your friends. And then you marry somebody and that person says, I'm not okay with that. You can't do that. I'm not comfortable with that. There's a lot of guys that will give up the thing that matters to them for their spouse. And then slowly, I feel like as guys, we build resentment and build walls without even recognizing it. And so we, sometimes we sacrifice something. I know this is the same, like, vice versa women to men but like I said maybe it's just the culture I grew up in like the Mormonism I do feel like guys kind of get beat up like they're made out to look bad because a lot of times like for me for my from my experience I decided to leave and drink and like go off of the path and so I, I kind of look like the bad guy like I was like the rule breaker and being that person is hard in that church because you are you're the bad guy and you're a bad guy to a lot of people not just a few people and you mess up like especially when you got kids like you don't want to go through like I say you don't want to pull that first chain because once you pull the first one you're committed and then you got 10 more chains you got to pull so anyway I hope uh, this message resonates with some people I'm gonna actually do some more I just got to go into a meeting right now love you guys Alright, I decided to jump back on and do a little bit more. Just because I know it's really hard sometimes for me to remember where I came from. Like, where I was at. And so I try to pretend. Like, sometimes I'll catch myself in the mirror. I'll look in the mirror and I'll have this long hair and a new look. And, like, now I play music. And I want to pretend that I'm completely different and the past doesn't affect me. And we all want to be stronger than we are. And 
it's when I grew up in a culture where it was real. I faked everything. I faked everything. I faked my happiness. I faked my righteousness. I faked my bishops' interviews. And so I catch myself sometimes, like even with this podcast, pretending like I'm doing better than I am. Like I still have days where I, like my past creeps up and it still like makes my life difficult. But every choice, every decision, everything I do at this point that gets me closer to the life that I want is one step further away from the life that wasn't good for me. And I think for me personally, I have a lot of guilt when things that I walked away from people I've walked away from to watch them struggle sometimes it's hard not to blame yourself because their struggle you make your struggle and it's not really fair to do that because you in my opinion this is and this is all my opinion I don't know Like, if the way I live my life is the right way, I don't know what I do right, what I do wrong. But all I know is that when I was going through what I was going through with my divorce and leaving my religion and everything was kind of falling apart for me, I didn't know, like, who to turn to. All I had was, I mean, I seriously just Googled motivational speakers and I started listening to this guy Zig Ziglar because I didn't know where to turn and I wasn't really on social media and I wasn't I wasn't aware of friends that had left the church I wasn't aware of like support groups to join so I was going to therapy talking to people that like when I started therapy was in Utah with a Mormon counselor she basically was arguing with me about Joseph Smith and how basically made me feel crazy for not believing. I was like, this is fucking pointless. So I stopped going to her. I seriously probably went to like 10 different counselors just to try to try to be understood because I felt like a crazy person. I felt crazy and it's really sad. It's really sad for me to think about me because that person still lives within me and there's still pain from how lonely I felt. And I just want people to not feel like they're alone. I want people to know that this is, it's pretty common to feel the way that you're feeling no matter how you're feeling if you feel like suicidal if you feel depressed if you feel anxious like all you have to do is you need to look at your life like I was talking about with those rings and you really have to decide if you're not happy do you pull that first ring do you begin the process is it worth it or do you stay where you're at and just hope things magically get better. For me, 
I honestly, I would say that I wasn't like suicidal. And I know that a lot of people out there listening have maybe like attempted suicide, have thought about suicide, have thought that there's no hope. There was times where I I wouldn't actually, I never planned to, to take my life. It's not something I feel like I would ever be able to do just because I have children and I have a life that people depend on me, like my kids. My kids have always depended on me, but there has been a lot of times where Like, I wished on myself, like, an accident where it could just all end and it wouldn't be intentional. And I wonder how many people feel that way. Like, if I die, the world would just be better. My kids would be better off. Sometimes I feel like our lives start to feel a little bit meaningless and pointless and we don't really grasp the purpose and I feel like our purpose is to live a life that is meaningful to us not a life that's meaningful to everybody else like the last thing I want is a funeral where everybody's up there talking about all this shit that like he was the best leader he was the best bishop he was the best like He was the best salesman. All the things that I could give two fucks about. Just to be remembered in their eyes as somebody that they wanted me to be. I would rather have a really small group that really spent time getting to know me. That got up at my funeral and said, Tyler lived a life that was meaningful to him. And I admire him for his courage to do what he did with all the judgment, with, like, this has been like an uphill battle. It's like an uphill battle. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm swimming against a fucking current that you're never gonna you're never going to beat and that's when you realize you just need to let go and flow with life flow with life like the part where I feel like people get stuck swimming against the current where I get stuck is other it's always other people always other people and it can be my kids also like I still fear their judgment Like, there's things that I do. Like, obviously, I've talked about smoking marijuana on this podcast before. And I don't just come out and tell my kids that because I don't know the best way to go about that. And I don't really trust that many people out there. I don't trust that people know what's best for kids. Like, most of my family and most of the culture I grew up in would say marijuana is just not a good thing, period, which I disagree with. And so to have to figure out where the happy medium is with children about drugs, alcohol, that type of thing is it's kind of personal. But 
I don't want to just come out to my kids and say, hey, guess what? I smoke because then they might decide that they're going to smoke early. And if I do it, then it opens up the door for them to do it. But then I also feel like honesty is the best policy. And so everybody's so I talked to them about marijuana. It's natural to plant and it's good for certain people. You shouldn't be abused. You should do all things in moderation, but it can be used just like any other drug for good and so that's how I parent about marijuana and then I feel like once they're maybe high school age I'll probably sit them down and have talks with them about how I use but how I use as a way to manage my anxiety and it's one thing, like, there's so many studies, there's so many fucking things, so many people have so many opinions about everything, and like, well, I heard somebody that they started to smoke, and then this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and it's like, yes, there's like really bad of everything, but there's also really good. I honestly credit marijuana for, like, being as happy as I am right now. It's the one thing that was able to break me out of my selfish ways, my lying ways. It made me look at myself very honestly and take a good long look in the mirror and realize that I wasn't happy. And it softened my heart and it allowed me to work on myself and start to put my pride and my ego aside. And there's different drugs that work opposite, that are legal, like alcohol. Alcohol, I feel like, causes depression, causes anxiety. A lot of people, marijuana does the same thing. Like I said, everything is... Everything is... Uh, it's different for everybody. And so just because one thing works for me and it doesn't work for you doesn't like anxiety medications don't work for me they make me feel hopeless they make there's none that I've ever found where I feel like I keep my personality I lose myself when I take pretty much any anxiety any depression medication but I think the world and I'm talking to you guys again because I want you to know that you're are really honestly a really good you're a good person like deep down I know anybody that's listening to this like I don't care who you are like deep down you actually truly are a really good person and if you just sit around all day beating yourself up because maybe you have a wife that tells you like how horrible you are non-stop just tells you that like why can't you be more like this person? This person's like this. This person's like... Comparison is the thief of joy. It really honestly is. And you shouldn't allow yourself, I guess, to be disrespected and to be put down and to be made out to feel like you're not worth anything because you are. And... If you decide to stay in relationships, if you decide to stay in a religion, if you decide to do things for other people, 
like find a way to do it to where it does work for you where you don't give up you in the process because society tries to teach us that we are the problem that we need to be on anxiety medications and pressure medications and you're not normal and if you took this pill then you would be able to do your life better maybe the life just fucking sucks honestly maybe like your purpose in life is not knocking on doors maybe your purpose in life is not trying to work your way up in the mormon church maybe your purpose in life is something different and maybe breaking away from everybody telling you that you're not thinking right and that they're worried about you and that they're stressed about you is what would reduce your anxiety and your depression and you would finally start to feel a little bit more confident in yourself because everything you've always thought turns out to be a lot more true than people ever let you believe and I would honestly suggest like finding good books like there's all these books like Atomic Habits and like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and there's a part of me that feels like a lot of books are written with the intent to be a bestseller to make money and I don't really buy them I don't really like buy into what they're saying and I don't know that the people are truly people I want to be like a lot of these people seem like drill sergeant type fucks that I don't have any desire to be like they don't seem peaceful they don't seem like I mean all the books I get sent to me from my sales people are always it's like ex Navy SEALs and this and that and like I listen to David Goggins and I mean, he's like very extreme, but his is more like on a personal level. Obviously, I think he's he's making good money monetizing like his lifestyle now. But I think he is the type of person that motivates himself. He's not trying to say things that are going to be pleasing to anybody else. He says things that are meaningful to him. And he knows truths because he's been through things. And that's what I'm starting to figure out is like what I was told and what I've experienced now, now that I'm 40 years old, a lot of it's a lot of it's completely fucking opposite. And it makes me like a little bit frustrated because I was basically told to stay in a box, like sit, stay, don't ever fucking leave. It really felt like having like a, leash with a fucking buzzer on it and I had a yard where I couldn't cross a line and I just accepted it for a really long time like I can't cross that line and then I started to kind of figure out ways to like cross the line and then sneak back in like almost dig a hole go underneath go play a little bit outside and then come back but coming back wasn't healthy for me because where I was at didn't allow me to have the freedoms that I was experiencing when I left the little shock circle. <laughs> Hope all this makes sense. In my head, everything I say, it makes sense. And then if I ever listen back to my podcast, I'm like, yeah, I don't know how much sense this actually made. But 
all I want is to know, all I want is for my male audience, and I don't really care if people are offended that I'm talking to my, why are you talking to them, and it's this way, and it's that way, and it's like, go fuck yourselves, like, I don't fucking care, like, I feel like, guys, a lot of times in society get fucking beat up, I feel like we used to have roles where, like, the guy was the provider, the hunter-gatherer, and women stayed at home, and it felt like those roles fit us, it really did, it felt like, it feels to me like all the relationships I have with women are, there's more emotion, there's more, they're just motherly, they're just, I mean, naturally just more emotional beings, and as males, I feel like a lot of our purpose comes from, like, going out and figuring out, like, what means something to us like if you've ever listened to the alchemist like going out and figuring out your purpose and that comes before for whatever reason in our minds it comes it's like a priority that's above what society tells us should be a priority and i think we beat ourselves up we make ourselves feel like a shit and we're made out to feel like we're like selfish and narcissists and I just think it's unfair and I think that that guys should pat themselves on the back a little bit if you are sacrificing huge giving up things that are meaningful to you and choosing your spouse choosing your children choosing like like compromising because there is a different life for everybody out there there is a different life and sometimes the grass is greener, sometimes it's not greener. I'm not the one that can decide that. All I know for me is freedom for me is in my mind. It's not how much money I have. It's not, I mean, it's not really relative to where I live. It's do I have peace within my mind, within my heart? Do the things that I do, are they, am I a good person? Do, like what are my true intentions and what are my actions saying about who I am and a lot of times I still fuck up like I fuck up all the time I still like catch myself wanting to lie to avoid certain conversations I still find myself like losing my temper and um, it's like a constant process and I feel like it's like I said, really easy to get stuck and beat yourself up. So just know that I feel like it's something that we all go through. There is no point to give up because you don't know what's next. You don't know what's next. And so what if your spirit just continues right where you're at? You kill yourself and then your consciousness carries on and you're depressed for eternity. Wouldn't you prefer to put the work in right now as a living human being where you know there's millions and millions of stories about people that have taken their lives and turned them around, people that have lost weight, people that have quit drugs, people that have quit drinking, people that have, I mean, there's people that came from nothing and are at the top of the world right now. And I don't think anybody that you admire has it easy unless you admire people that maybe you shouldn't admire maybe you're admiring people that 
put out a sex tape and became famous because of looks or maybe admire somebody because of how well they do their makeup or <laughs> this is that's obviously for women but for my guys maybe you admire maybe you admire somebody for like their muscles or maybe you admire like try to figure out like who you want to be like what are the things those people are doing that are making them happy the reason i'm drawn to comedy and music is because all the people that i look up to like the comedians they seem genuinely happy and they seem like they get to be themselves and they get to say what they want to say and they support each other in their craft and it's not a very common you don't see that in like really any profession music also you get to verbalize your feelings through music and it's just very magical but i'm going to do the incline i love you guys bye bye